Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Little Rocket Man is Chinese I mean, firewall. <laughs> yeah, we, do, we, don't, we, we don't call it whatever the Mandarin words for it is. What would you guys call Here, I'm your host, Ethan Palmer, drinking a uh, refreshing English breakfast tea, even though it's not <laughs> breakfast time. Uh, with me, of course, is James Miller. Hi. I, are you setting me up to say what I'm drinking here? Oh, no, I would I would never <laughs> set you guys up for it. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Just talking about the longest day of work ever, and I have a bottle of white wine, a little stubby one that I didn't uh, bother to fetch a glass for. So I'm just uh, having a sipster here, yeah. Jamie's got a chubby full of white wine. Yeah. Uh, And with us, of course, is Peter O'Donoghue. Peter O'Donoghue. I've got uh, two tall boys, two 500 mil beer cans, because I also had a very long day, tenting my fingers, working from home, watching the dissolution of a hollywood movie it's very thrilling <laughs> i'm a big fan of white wine in the summer man once it gets hot and it's pretty yeah. hot today like Same. it's so refreshing yeah. Yeah. Old white wine dude. white wine with ice dude spritzers Ooh, like oh, so good that's what yeah. i'm talking about like i go i go through so many like soda stream tanks in the summer <laughs> because it's i basically if it's not beer it's just like white wine on the balcony just fucking chilling and yeah. just like constantly is that a political statement water. is that a political statement uh supporting the that soda stream brand Oh, oh yeah, God. dude! Isn't no it brand affiliated carbonated water recarbonator? Isn't oh, it? Oh, that's one of the only things like from Israel that we buy or something. Uh, oh, is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Uh, when I bought the, when I bought the new bottle because I wanted a second one just so I could make more water. It's got like a, a suspicious label on it that might as well say "now made without child slavery" and like "now" <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> There's it's that. But it was a gift. It was a gift. There's one hummus brand too, like Zaba. Z- I forget which one it is. That's all I know it, that comes from Israel is hummus and Soda Stream, and you can put them together and have bubbly hummus. Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> I think bubbly uh, hummus is, is, is the worst thing I've ever heard. Depends <laughs> <laughs> how big the bubbles are. Big bubbles, I'm a fan. Little bubbles, ooh, scratches my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay with spicy hummus, but the, the fizz means you just can't chug it the same way. You get to put the straw in it, and, like crack it around the, the, the rim of the bottle, and then you've got to, you know, do the twister for your hummus bottle. Yeah. Um, so thanks for kicking us off, guys. We are, of course, uh, doing a uh, patron request, which was hummus lore uh, <laughs> this week. So <laughs> now, uh, as, as the listeners know from the title, it is going to be Magic the Gathering lore, specifically Kamigawa. Um Officially, the request comes from Magnus, because he's the one who put it in the lore request subchannel on the Lore Boys Discord. Check out the link in the description of this episode if you want to join. Um, but shoutouts to, I mean, Jester, Bison, and Floeken have all separately uh, kind of discussed Kamigawa, and most specifically, the new expansion, which was the cyberpunk expansion called Neon Dynasty. 
Okay, which so looks this one just flew through the Senate with like all the approvals from, yeah. from everybody who <laughs> okay. voted on it. Well, like, that, that's the thing about the Senate, right? Is there's like three or four key people who, whatever they decide, kind of decides what the, of the entire thing votes. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's cyberpunk, a cyberpunk theme, like battle music, you know, that intense music that's happening. Uh, but yeah. it's just like big guys sitting around a chair and folding tables with their ass cracks <laughs> showing. <laughs> 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 Yeah, some of them have like, cybernetic implants like at the top of their ass crack that you can see like the chrome sticking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cybernetic hey, do you ass think crack. you could get like an, a cybernetic enhancement that like pulls your pants up for you, like an anti plumber's crap uh, crack og? <laughs> <laughs> just a tiny little arm that peeks out and pulls it up every once in a while. Yeah, like a, like a clothes peg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the winch would be for like the the people who don't have the money for the good one. Otherwise, it would just be like a little clip, kind of like kind of like the rear clip, the single clip on suspenders, and it just like runs up a rail on your spine. I, yeah, yeah exactly, I was thinking exactly. you just screw in like a little hook onto the back of your spine, and then when you pull up your pants, you put them on the little hook, and then. Yeah. <laughs> that's, even, that's even like lower sci-fi augmentation <laughs> i mean t- yeah some some of us live in 2022 james lived in 2016 baby yeah he's living he's in like living in 1925 because it might as well just be like that elastic that holds your fucking socks up uh, yeah you know it's it's the simplest uh, inventions that go the farthest you know yeah uh, um yeah, so I, I was gonna. I was super hyped when when it was mentioned in the Discord. I really wanted to read about the cyberpunk uh, expansion called Neon Dynasty. Uh, I didn't get nearly that far, <laughs> so we're starting with uh, old school old school Kamigawa, which I guess will set the uh, the base for uh, either the a Neon Dynasty episode in the future, or if somebody do their own reading, this will at least give you the background of the world of Kamigawa. Oh, cool. Please no reading ahead. Do not read about anything that we do not talk about on the on the, on the show. <laughs> exactly. Or or just yeah, you legally have to forget it after you read after you read it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I we've done we we looked it up recently. Uh, Magic: The Gathering is the topic that we've covered the most, and every single time we do a crash course at the beginning about what people remember. Uh, this one's gonna require a lot less refresher because uh, we don't talk about a single planeswalker. Listen, well, as far as I know, anyway, any all the people that we talk about, they're at least not Planeswalkers yet. I'm pretty sure the set released before Planeswalkers were uh, canon, I guess. So before kind of the Planeswalker spark and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past was uh, canonized. Um, so this was originally came out in like 2004, 2005. I'm saying this with a lot of confidence when I didn't look it up and didn't write it down. But I think like mid-aughts <laughs> this came out. But um yeah, so, I mean, Magic the Gathering, there's five color types, uh, right, which correspond to specific lands that you use to summon monsters and stuff and fight. Uh, and that's really all the refresher that I think we're going to need. A lot of this stuff is pretty standalone, and a lot of it ties into the Jinto religion. Most of cool. the, everything happens in Dominaria plane, right? True, and so uh, that's actually a really good refresher. Is we are going to talk about the Time Rift Crisis, which uh, started in Dominaria, which we've talked about before, where a bunch of Time Rifts appeared in Dominaria, which is the central plane in all the planes of Magic the Gathering, where all magic flows through. So when Time Rifts happened, uh, it led to disruption of other planes' magic as well. Cool. Um, and now that I confidently said we're going to talk about it, that I might have cut that for the next episode. we'll get through the script i'll remind myself what i wrote uh and we'll figure it out i was so proud that i remembered something you just got to tell me 14 times over the course of five years (laughs) (laughs) i think we're like at 20 something so (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't remember Dominaria at all. I remember like Urza, some of the names of the people, the brothers okay. wore. Yeah, uh, yeah so those were like the original ones. And then we, yeah. we, we did a bunch of stints of more modern ones. I remember Karn. I remember mm-hmm. Jessica, the lion. You, you missed the end of Jessica. I remember there was one where I was in Mexico and I was sick and recorded with Ethan in my Mexican bed. And it was the only time I ever recorded for <laughs> yeah. bed. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. With, his, with his stomach bugs. Yeah. Oh, when you had amoebas, that's true. Yeah. My yeah, my little friends who lived inside little me friends. and turned little. my insides to water. Yeah. Not oh, yet. Oh god. <laughs> uh, amigo amoebas, we call them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the plane of Kamigawa uh, is made is one made of two: that of humans known as the material world, and that of great godlike spirits known as the spirit world. So the realm is based on Japan uh, from feudal lords uh, known as daimyo of days gone by to the fictional cyberpunk future of a Japan filled with kawaii robots who will pose for your selfie becoming, before oppressing you for the state. Oh, um, Japan. I've as, that. That's in yeah. Shenmue, right? That's where that comes from? Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. ghost of Tsushima is actually invented uh, Japan. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the name Kamigawa comes from Japanese. Uh, it means literally river of the gods or divine river. Uh, so the word kami in, in Japanese uh, is often taken to mean gods, though it's more nuanced than that kind of interpretation of divinity where like, it's more like a, a very like fast flowing river could be a kami when like in more Western circles, we wouldn't consider it necessarily a god. While at the same time, you know, an all powerful being who rules over the sun is also a kami, right? So it's more just meaning like divine presence than than literal god, I guess, or or personified god yeah there's that um i don't remember the dog's name but there's like that painting dog game called uh ok- okami which is like Kami. yeah which is i guess it's like the suffix that is like the the it specifies that dog is divine Pin- painting dog game what was that yeah you don't remember this no, uh, it's amaterasu. yeah amateur it's amaterasu she's a, a a wolf that paints and fights with a paintbrush or some shit yeah it's, that sounds cool i would have liked yeah that. it's called okami yeah i think you can get it on pc or ps4 i think they ported it up oh yeah um, so yeah, kami are, are gods in Japanese religion uh, of Shinto. Um, kind of like, kinda <laughs> like <laughs> Americans, don't worry. He didn't say kami. Kamis are not gods. <laughs> Settle down. Stop writing yeah. an email. Yeah. I on YouTube's gonna get all mad at us again. Yeah. Take it. Come on, come on. Lean back, dude. Unlock that caps. Come on. We're fine. We're all friends here. Um, so Mount Fuji. Uh, which, you know, uh, rears its peak over Tokyo, um, is regarded as a kami in, in Shinto. It's specifically that of Princess, wait for it, Konohana Sakuyahime. Uh, wow. Nice job. Well, I mean, we uh, think. <laughs> let's go through, through some of these and just laughing at how, like, on the last three episodes, I've complained about, like, bullshit fantasy names and being like, huh, maybe I'm just, like, Bad at names. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've switched languages. I think you could be yeah. an expert on English names, but yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. I, I can say Brett, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or Greg, right? Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Greg uh, and his bonkles. Yeah. Hey, Josh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many Joshes I hit with that one. I wonder. Uh, we'll find out later. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Josh, crunch at us. Yeah. Tell Jamie to fuck you. Um... <laughs> So on Kamigawa, uh, far away from many of the other planes of gathering multiverse, it's like very much the far east of the multiverse, I guess, in a lot of senses. Um, a lot of a lot of living is built around the interplay of these spirits and humanity. 
So the the plane spit split, excuse me, into five pieces in one direction and two pieces in another direction, like a cross section. Um, so in the two directions, we have the Kekuryu or Reikai, which is the spirit world, and we have the Utsushio, where mortals live. So the mortal world and the spirit world. Okay. Uh, in the other in the other direction, uh, we have split into five geographical areas. Uh oh. You guys might recognize that number. One for Dominaria. each color of magic. No, nailed it. Just keep, just keep the out there. You're gonna be, uh, you know, a broken clock is short twice a day or whatever. Yeah. It is. Uh, All the colors um, of the magic. So the red, exactly, blue, green, yeah. black, white, and yellow. Yeah, we, 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 that's six. But uh, <laughs> unless you're counting <laughs> white yellow. and yellow as a single color. Yeah, <laughs> and then no, there's no yellow the, magic. Five, and then when they were like extremely popular, they released the Pikachu brand of land. <laughs> Yes. For the fact, yeah. When are they going to bring the sixth magic, anyways? You know, <laughs> I mean, they have colorless, which is like a canonical color of magic. So, okay, technically. Uh, so one area for each color of magic. Each of them has a dragon spirit loyal to uh, the mortal inhabitant. Um, cool. so we're gonna go through the five. I pasted you guys a map of Kamigawa. That said, uh. Don't take it too literally. None of the directions make any sense. Uh, it's more just to give you guys an image of... Uh, I mean, the central one is going to come into play. is probably what we're going to talk about the most. And then we're going to talk about the jungle areas. Uh, for it's a very, like, interpretive, like, watercolor Japanese painting of, like, a fantasy continent. So yeah, I, can't, exactly. I, I can't imagine they had a proper view of this place when they when they painted it. It, it, it looks like <laughs> it would be up in a restaurant. It looks like <laughs> if they took the top left corner and drew a line to the bottom right corner, it's just, like, a flipped image of itself. There's yeah, kind of, exactly. Yeah, there's, like, a tower right in the middle uh, on the left and right side, for, or, like, the whole vertical strip of the tower kind of looks deserty, and then two vertical strips next to those look foresty, and then two vertical strips next to those look um, mountainous. Mountainous, yeah. So you could just like fold the paper in half, and it would be kind of the same on both sides. Yeah, the geography makes sense though. The desert yeah. in the middle uh, being like kind of surrounded by mountains, no nowhere near an ocean. Definitely, that stands up <laughs> yeah. for as, as, as far as much as I know about Pangea. That looks right. It looks like if they, uh, it stopped raining, they'd run out of water because all of their water flow into two giant pits that just like, <laughs> yeah. That's a problem that we deal with on our flat earth is the lack of fresh water. It always falls off the <laughs> other side. <laughs> exactly, it just runs right off. Um, so the first up of the planes, and, and yeah, I, I only say don't take the map too literally because originally I had directions, like relative directions of all the places in uh, in my script and I took them all out because I was like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but so first up of the, the domains is Kawabara, the eternal field located directly in the center of Kamigawa. Uh, upon the great plain uh, rested a Gan Aiganjo castle, the home of Damyo Takashi Konda and his samurai. Now, this guy is uh, the yellow magic, if I gotta say, but... Yeah, that's the, that's the piss dragon I just, I just pasted. So. <laughs> Aganjo uh, is in many ways the capital of Kamigawa uh, and is going to be a pretty big focus of, of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and Konda, Takechi Konda's samurai are probably the preeminent military force. Wait, it's Yosei... like Ka Kawaboa, dude. It's the piss yeah, yeah. dragon. Surf's up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, yeah, this piss dragon that I've just posted for you guys is Yosei, the Morning Star. It's the okay. dragon kami who watches over Tawabara. Oh, God. And um, piss is so much worse in the morning, too. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's much more orange first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the multivitamins that you went, that you had before bed. You know, they're just yeah. <laughs> they're all just getting injected. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so next up is the Minamo Academy. It is a school of spirit and human magics uh, built upon the largest waterfall in Kamigawa. So uh, blue aligned. Minamo is led by the Soratami, literally translated to sky folk or moon folk. Uh, we've we've met one before uh, in our Innistrad episodes, Tamio. She was a, a Soratami. Um, and she's the only sky folk uh, ever depicted outside of Kamigawa. Wow. Okay. Um, so these people, the Soratami, they live in a city called Otawara, which rests in the clouds above the, the academy. Minamo is protected by Kaiga, the tides, whom I just posted, who's, uh, a, a, I guess, swimming in Yosei's piss. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the world's largest waterfall One of those <laughs> runs off the place. Wow. That's a fucking awesome looking dragon. The The first one's a little hard to kind of figure out what's going on because he's got a lot of like flying parts orbiting his, his piss body. I think they're but like remoras. No, like they look like little fish that kind of like have like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, parasitic they, onto they, pick, they, they clean off the piss that falls out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the second one is has like like kind of like octopus like squid flaps on the side of its Very, body uh, as well as being like a sea mask. Right? Very cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, his flaps make me uncomfortable, to be honest. But I guess that's a sign <laughs> yeah. of good art because I, I'm really feeling it by looking it's at. It's evocative it. at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Takenuma is a large area of swampland west of Iganjo. Again, I clearly forgot to take out the west there. Uh, rife with bandits, rat folk known as Nezumi, and dark spirits known as Oni. There are patches of the swamp that are completely devoid of sunlight. Takenuma is guarded by Kokuso the evening star um, this guy probably the most prad dragon we've seen so far <laughs> they're yeah. so long man if you put all these dragons in your pocket like by the time you got to wherever you went they'd be so tangled <laughs> <laughs> so you he's put got in like gimpy little fins and is like powered by steam or something <laughs> you, you put a you put a friggin celestial dragon into your pocket for like Three minutes and they come out. It's just like a rat's nest of tangles and knots, dude. I just like I don't get it. Yeah. The logic, man. But, um, the Sokenzin Mountain Range is the largest in Kamigawa. Goblin creatures called Aki live with ogre creatures called Obakemono and renegade samurai known as Ronin. The mountains are guarded by Ryusei, the falling. Uh, so he's very fire aspected I, I think it's fair to say like a shooting he's star actually or a falling star. absolutely the most normal looking Wait, one what, seen what was he he's yeah. the falling what uh, we dropped for that one word the fall he's the falling star the falling star very cool i think they're all like uh something star piss star evening star yeah dust. we have more we got morning star <laughs> we have tide star <laughs> we have evening star we have uh, Falling Star, and uh, finally, we're going to have Rising Star. Jesus um, Christ, the... Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, no, finally, we're going to have uh, Rising Star coming out of Jukai Forest. Uh, it's a thick and verdant wood that harbors both many kami as well as orders of monks who train themselves to be in tune with the nature around them. It has Kitsune, Fox Folk, and Orochi, Snake Folk. So this is where the furries and the scalies oh. live. Orochi's the name of the samurai in uh, For Honor. The really fast, like, cheat. The one that everybody hates playing against. He's the snake. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Orochi's, it's like a snake person. Okay. Kitsune's a fox person. Uh, they live in, they actually live in relative harmony. Like, the Orochi don't seem, like, inherently evil, like you might have guessed. Um, 
No one has ever discovered what lies to the east of the Jukai Forest. Guys, Guys uh, no, one's, no one's ever been curious. Just to put the end bracket on, I, I looked up if it's actually possible for snakes to get caught in knots. Um, and okay. it, it turns out, like, in the wild, we've never seen them doing it. But when okay. they're in captivity or in your pocket, it does happen from time they to do. time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. J- Jamie's just Googling naughty snakes while we're... Uh, <laughs> while we're <laughs> so, unbelievable. No, I said, Speaking of naughty animals, I think that's also true for mantises eating the males. It's been done in captivity, but no one's ever observed it in the wild. Oh, yeah. I think. I, I Don't quote me on that, but I think I heard that at some point. You, yeah. You've been quoted at this point, dude. You quoted I- yourself. Yeah. <laughs> this, is on, this is all on the record, just... Just so you know. Yeah, it's, it's just like you're like unzipping your pants in front of a journalist. You're like, this is off the record, right? <laughs> I don't think the mantis eats the male mantis in the wild. This, <laughs> this might be the first podcast I I, bother, I didn't bother to put pants on for. That's what, uh, no, yeah. Cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hot. I paused the AC for this episode and I closed the door and it's uh, it's cooking in here. Oh, it's very warm. Um, yeah. So the, the forest of, of Jukai uh, is washed over by that uh, last dragon who I sent you. He's also a very traditional looking dragon. Got kind of like spirits uh, floating around him. And he's got like a white like pearl right in the center of his forehead. And that is Jugan the Rising. Big old antlers on him too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a temple so, dragon if I ever saw one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's not getting tangled in your pockets. You see all those bends he's got going on? This is a guy who knows how to get knotted. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine there's like hunter uh, mages who go after the like twelve buck dragons or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like strapped to the roof yeah. of, of, of like eleven dragon, yeah. minivans, all yeah. like as a train. <laughs> yeah, you got to use like a wider wand with a big barrel so you get a good spread and you shoot them. Yeah. At it and, yeah. Make oh, myself a twelve pointer last night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the stage is set. That's that's all the regions of, of Kamigawa. Uh, we'll start our story with a young kitsune named Wise Muzzle. Oh, we're going straight into the furries. I... Going straight furries, yeah. Furries. No, it's not going to be furries all the way through, but we're, we're definitely going to start. So. Okay. Uh, born among his people in the town of Tsuzuki Village, he was marked from a young age. Young furry had an abnormality. Instead of being born with a pure white tail, as almost all kitsune were, he had a streak of black in his. This was viewed as an omen of a great destiny, and from early on, Wise Muscle was regarded as one who would change the world. They do that a lot, eh? With, like, hair colors, skin colors, uh, eye color and stories, yeah. Yeah, just uh, religious, uh, like... Early age, unintelligent people just finding like meaning in everything, just trying to explain like all the dying that's going on, yeah. <laughs> and, and like being trained very well to pick out differences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You're not, you're not like the rest of. Them. Yeah, or you got to see like the differences in the forest line, or else that tiger might eat you, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, it seems like it seems like he wasn't like like he was re- kind of revered for for this this mark that he had on him. He wasn't like treated with with. Uh, distrust. He was treated with like, more trust. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not one of because I love it when in like some like poorly written storytelling where someone with just like a, a, a like this like a streak of different colored hair is like reviled as that as though they're disfigured or some yeah, kind yeah. of freak. exactly. It's yeah. just, like, <laughs> like what the fuck? It's just like two people with different hair color. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cruella Deville. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got a streak like a, a, yeah. a suit made of puppies, but the streak is what they're worried about. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
Um, so while Wise Muscle was uh, Wise Muzzle, excuse me, was still young, uh, maybe it was Bader Meinhof manifest or something else. Uh, he made it pretty clear that he knew he was fit for a grandiose destiny as well, uh, and so it was like looking for opportunities to kind of learn more, improve himself. Uh, a group of Ronin, which are, are they're like renegade samurai, uh, they attacked Suzuki Village and took Wise Muscle's childhood friend hostage. They're asking for a ransom, which the village could not pay. So the young fox took took matters into his own. Are they uh, Ronin human? Yeah, okay. yeah. These so uh, at this point in the story, or or maybe not at precisely at this point, but typically there's like roaming bands of humans. There's not like a ton of like coordinated civilization just yet. Uh, we'll talk about a guy who kind of founds the first uh, civilization, which is Takeshi Konda, um, and we'll talk about where where that kind of leads, but. Um, these are these are like people who've probably been outcast from their own like more upstanding tribes and now are forced to kind of like go live in bandit tribes in the in the mountain. Okay. There's, uh, whenever my main guild broke up in WoW, we broke off and became Light Treason and another ray group broke off and became Ronin because they were the rebel samurais or whatever. Tris, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so details are pretty scarce. Uh, uh, of this time in his life, we have a few of them. Uh, Wise Muzzle, Wise Muzzle, excuse me, was able to rescue his friend from the Ronin on his own. Uh, again, as a, as a child, basically, the oh. village is like, we we can't we can't help them. I guess all these, you know, your friends got to die or whatever. So he takes it upon himself, uh, saves his friend. The village elder, elders, witnessing this, bestowed upon Wise Muzzle his second tail. So tails in Kitsune culture are seen as trophies of a sort, I guess, markers of achievements, uh, either spiritual, practical, or emotional. Uh, and Wise Muscle wasn't about to stop at two tails. He got got the second uh, furry butt plug. He's like, I need, I need more. Got to increase my power. It was for the listeners at home. Pete was pantomiming a butt plug on on camera. I, I didn't want to say it. I wanted to see which one of you would. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. And you're like when people have. Uh... Like actual people get tails because their spine are a couple things too yep. long, so they'd be mm -hmm. revered and not humiliated when they had that little skin nub at the end of their yeah, yeah. Uh, their butt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's Jamie's dream scenario where he wouldn't be mocked hey. for his uh, vestigial tail or his tiny ape tail. <laughs> I walked away from you on camera. Uh, my my boxers in with no yeah. pants on. Yeah, in confidence. Showed you my vestigial tail. <laughs> um. So his third tale uh, comes when he's still a child. He eased the passing of a samurai's death, became a cleric, um, which earns him his third. The village elders are like, damn, you were like, that's some good bedside manner. Take a tale. Uh, are these like clipped on or do they grow magically? Like we were joking about like, haha, butt plug and whatnot. They must the furry thing, but like. It... I, I'm going to say grow magically. Uh, okay. Here we can, we can, uh, you guys can peek. 30 seconds into the future where here's him here's him all grown up so you can tell that he's going to get more tales um okay. his fourth comes when he masters his clerical duties and he becomes a sensei uh as a sensei he was gathering some international renown people asked him to open his own temple uh even damyo takeshi konda who at this point had founded a you know his own kind of he gathered like a bunch of war bands under him formed like a the closest thing to a civilization we probably have uh so he's the ruler of toabara and probably the most powerful man in Kamigawa, at least politically. Uh, he had asked Wise Muscle to become his personal physician. Uh, Wise Muscle refused all the glamour and renown, however, and chose to remain in Suzuki Village and teach the new generation in the ways of the spirit. Uh, didn't get him a tail. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, it seems, seems, 
kind of random. But. He looks like uh, Overwatch Zenyatta's furry skin, really. He's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he fair. does. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, probably based on the same inspirations, right? Like, right. probably drawing from the same the same sources, like Kitsune being like mythical fox creatures with multiple tails. You guys might have heard of the Fox of Nine Tails before, which or we're the gonna Pokemon get. Nine Tails as well. It, yeah, all yeah. based on the same, right? There's also um, a monster in Monster Hunter called Mizutsune. I'm just going to Google and see. There's also a whip, right, that they would, like, hit people with called a nine-tail. Yeah, the fox tail at the end of a butt plug. You, yeah. you just whack <laughs> people with yeah. No, the whip, the, the, the whip or the, the disciplinary tool is the Caddo Nine-Tails. Caddo. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Uh, um, so in order, uh, Wise Muscle developed a new martial arts technique known as the Tourney Principle to create a perfect defense. He saved all of Hagi Village from a plague, and he spoke directly with a kami, earning him his fifth, sixth, seventh tails. Damn. All at once? No, no, just kind of like over time. I'm, I'm just kind of rattling these off because we don't need to dwell too much on, on all of them. <laughs> yeah. He's not wearing like a, like a, like a, a U.S. naval like military jacket. He's just got a bunch yeah. of foxtails hanging yeah. off the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like Obama, I, that, that picture of Obama just putting yeah, a fox tail around his neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, somebody photoshopped it for us. Uh, I, I will say, like, I say no, not all at once, but it doesn't say specifically not all at once. So I guess we could say Loreboy's canon. Yeah, he was like, he, he figured out the perfect defense against the plague, and then Akami came and spoke to him at the same time. Cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, so his eighth, obviously a mom momentous occasion came when his apprentice Ironclaw chose to leave his teaching and become a samurai, and Wise Muzzle let him. Cool. I, I, I don't know why this one... I have a, an ellipsis. I have a dot, dot, dot in my script where I'm like, I don't know why this one earned him one when him, like, turning down the king of the land to instead stick to his humble ways of, of teaching the youths uh, didn't earn him one, but just, like, letting one of his students leave and not, like... Taking him prisoner earns him one, but it's weird how the same information can hit different, like two different. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. That also means that all of you should probably re-listen to all of the Lore Boys podcasts because it might just hit different this time. That's listen true. To yeah. All yeah. The ads yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. There's only 226 episodes. You'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it'd be fine. Uh, so his ninth and final tale came when he rose to position of Dalai Lama and became the spiritual leader of for all Kitsune on Kamigawa. He's their oh, spiritual we're leader. We're gonna finally get banned in China. You said Dalai Lama out loud. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah, I, did. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if comparing a, a clearly fictional creature to uh, the Dalai Lama constitutes getting banned in China, but we can only hope that it does. Are we, um, are we on the internet? Someone from China, <clears throat> please write in. Let us know. Uh, yeah. If are we on your internet? Yeah. Or someone, one of our listeners, just go to China and try and hack through the Great Firewall and, and just like see if you can. <laughs> Is that what they us. call it? Uh, yeah. I think that's what we call it. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds the... like something that Donald Trump would say when he's like, That's why I think that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't do anything <laughs> on the internet there. The Great Firewall. Name of the technology. That's the, the name of the technology unlock in Civ 5. That's why I know it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the I, great, the, yeah, the great yeah. firewall. I feel, I feel wow. like I'm on JB's side because it does feel like something made up in the West because it's just like a, it's like a recognizably Chinese pun, basically. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a Wikipedia page for it. You guys can uh, can decide for yourself. Little Rocket Man is Chinese I mean, firewall. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't we, we don't call it whatever the Mandarin words for it is. What would you guys true. call? What yeah. you guys call it? Imagine what? it's just like <laughs> doubly racist whenever you hear the Mandarin word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Great Firewall. It makes sense. They have the Great Wall. It's a wonder of the world. So yeah, uh, yeah. the Chinese the and Chinese translates to literally no learn white man bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I you wish. Know? Yeah. Can you see the Great Firewall from space? Is my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I wonder. Um, so no one had ever had a better understanding of the kami or their ways than Wise Muzzle, now known as Nine Tails. Uh, he was the most experienced mortal on all of Kamigawa. Full stop. So there you guys can see. Uh, you only see eight of his tails. So I'll let the the listener's imagination decide where that ninth tail might. Be. Uh, where he, it is. <laughs> he continued, so Ninetales continues to receive requests from people all over Kamigawa who sought his particular insight on matters relating to the spirit. Does he uh, become like a phone-in, like, fortune teller? Like, he, Ms. He's Cleo? a televangelist, basically. Hell he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going to hell if you're not sending Ninetales another foxtail, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so you can buy... He's straight. He's buying jets made out of foxtails. It's, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, he does his best to enlighten people wherever he could. Obviously, he's still just one man, even though he's very intelligent. He's not particularly, let's say, powerful. He's very, very smart and very learned. Um, it was not unusual uh, and probably not even the first time when uh, Takeshi Konda reached out asking for some information on ritual. Uh, the aging leader had been ruling a united Toabara for nearly 50 years. So 50 years ago at this point. He's the one who united the warlord tribes into a single front, basically, um, the lead Toabara. Uh, and now he's reaching out to Ninetales for advice on a ritual. Uh, he worried about the stability of Kamigawa after he was gone. Again, he was probably like in his 20s whenever he conquered it 50 years later. Like he's getting on for sure. Uh, he's worried about the stability. Uh, he had, you know, United Toabara, and he's worried if people would respect the rule of his heirs uh, after he was gone. Um, mainly, he doesn't have any heirs just yet, but uh, as far as I could tell, anyway, we're going to get to... I could only find mention of one who was born, anyway, um, who should be on the way. So he's, I've been he's ruling for 50 years. I have no heir. Um, <laughs> I can't get hard anymore. Will people still respect my heir? <laughs> yeah, just uh, just dust. And all, all these nine tails, they just take up more and more blood flow. And... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's got his own like little little fake nine tails just like pinned into him, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got nine tails, we've got nine dicks. But it's, it's hard to get nine dicks hard. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, um, like the old saying go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that on a piece of corn. Yeah. Um Konda had Keshi Konda had gathered a council of some of the some of the greatest minds of Kamigawa to help him come up with a solution and ensure lasting peace in his realm. The head of the Minamo Academy, an ambassador of the Soratami, and the general of the armies of Aiganjo Samurai met with him to discuss a plan before they decided to reach out to him. Ninetales, as requested, researched the Kekuryo, the spirit, spirit world, and the specific rituals, and prepared the results for Konda. Before he turned them over, he kind of had this moment where he realized that the rituals described in his research could, possibly, not necessarily would be, be used to breach the barrier between the mortal world and the spirit world. 
Ignoring his own nagging senses, he assured himself that Conda and his advisors were sane and stable enough to not meddle with the very fabrics of reality. Conda, and the books, <laughs> like how to mess with the fabrics of reality, like on the yeah, books. Yeah. Like changes the title. Like I probably shouldn't. Like I probably shouldn't hit that. I'm just gonna rename the paper before I send it for peer this. review. Yeah. <laughs> how to break uh, the great spirit firewall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Conda, naturally, only intended to meddle with the very fabrics of reality. His plans would lead to a parting of the veil, a full-on war with the gods, but we'll talk about more on that after a quick commercial break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back. We were talking about Takeshi Konda. A man with everything to lose. Uh, his empire had been built up from rival warlords, and from those disparate parts, he had built a thriving kingdom where he could enjoy his concubines' relative peace. But now he's his, got the scroll, like godlike power in ten easy steps. He's like, yeah. okay, cool, great. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, finally the time to enjoy all these concubines, but. He's like the old guy in uh, Twilight Zone who breaks his glasses, except his dick don't work anymore. Who's <laughs> 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 time? Yeah, he like drops his last Viagra tablet and like gets, <laughs> gets like run over by like a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaks neatly in half. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> um, his people liked him. And he even has a daughter on the way from his favorite concubine. Oh, good. Takeshi knew that the piece he'd won through battle was tenuous, or at least felt that it was tenuous. Uh, and with him not getting any younger, he had enacted a plan. Using the rituals provided by Ninetales, Honda intended to capture a kami and to use its power to stop his aging so that he might live to maintain control within Kamigawa. So he's just a good guy. He understands that nobody can do it as good as him. So he's got to be leader forever. Very normal and healthy. I think so. So he's trying to capture God to... Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Do we know which one? Is he going after a dragon? I guess you'll get to it. I don't want to get ahead. Yeah, so... uh, Great question, Jamie. Of course. The great leader that he was, he would need a great spirit to use as well, right? Not just any old Kami's going to do for this guy. Come on. So what greater spirit than Okagachi? Or the world soul. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so again, not an evil guy. Let me tell you, very, very good guy. Uh, so, world soul in Magic: The Gathering, we haven't really talked about it before. Uh, is basically the sentient awareness of an entire planet. Cool. 
So just like the the essence of Kamigawa is like the one that he's going, basically. Okay. Um, there's only a handful of canonized World Souls. I think there's like less than 10. None is as developed as Okagachi or as like present and manifest as Okagachi becomes. So on Dominaria, good job, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gaia, Gaia is sometimes believed to be its world soul. Right. So that's okay. something that you guys are familiar with. Some of the listeners are familiar with from that's our myth. Where... Our own world soul, isn't it? That's yeah, a, essentially. That's the soul that makes it so hot I can't wear pants just because I threw an ashtray into the Great Lakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how that works. You haven't installed your AC yet? The one that you have to control with like, like, <laughs> with like an adjustable wrench because the fucking <laughs> dial broke off? No, I got the one that you gave me. I, I need to put it in still. I was kind of trying to push it off, but it, it, the, the heat's sticking around, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, every time you throw an ashtray into one of the Great Lakes, an iceberg just falls off of, a, off of Antarctica, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Jamie ashing in a lake and then just like smash cut to like with the, one of those shots of like 50 million tons of ice like collapsing in front of David Attenborough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, so on Dominaria, Gaia is sometimes believed to be its world soul, not even canonized beyond that. Uh, On Zendikar, which is a plane we've talked about before, um, where Emrakul was imprisoned, the Eldrazi, uh, Nyssa Nyssa Ravain, the planeswalker, was able to communicate with the world soul, though it's never named. Uh, Ashaya, the Awoken World, is a card from that set. Uh, which was the elemental manifestation of Zendikar's world soul, not necessarily the world soul itself. And that baby from uh, that's in the sun in Teletubbies actually is mm-hmm. the sun's world soul. Of the, teletub- <laughs> of the Teletubby plane of, of the Magic Teletubby Theater, team. Right? Yeah, yeah. Don't piss yeah. it off. Its eyes go red and it could just like incinerate other planets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so now we've got the, the ruler of Kamigawa looking forward to like consume the world soul of Dipsy, the, one of the Teletubbies. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being like a rumor when I was a kid that like even my dad was saying like, you know what? The purple one's gay. It has a purse. It's like, uh, we all, we all okay. That. We all okay. That. Yeah. Why do yeah. people care so much about this. If you're, I, uh, I remember that was a playground myth that yeah, yeah. I, it's I think it was like some manufactured controversy on I, I don't uh, we'll, we'll call it Ox News probably yeah. right <laughs> Tucker now. Carlson's uh, dad yeah, uh, yeah Tucker Carlson's yeah. dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> just installed uh, it into him like don't back let in the day, cartoon- yeah. Yeah. back in yeah. the day our costume characters used to be straight not anymore <laughs> let, let's be real okay. Tucker Carlson's father never spoke to him. That's why he's how that's he is. That's probably the, that's uh, the issue, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why he is who he is. Guys, okay? better he be wasn't careful. Loved. We're going to get uh, woke comments on YouTube again. we got to be careful. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, okay, we, we had like the Mars bar and like the, the, the green M&M being a dumpy pig now. Next up to be featured, we got to get on Fox, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, we're fucking up society in some way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, please. Yes, please. According to our YouTube comments, anyway. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the gay one. I'm the yeah. only one who's not in, yeah. like seeing girls right yeah. now, so I'll do it. Yeah, he's right. the purple Teletubby of the lore boy. Yeah. <laughs> Unmarried, no children, no explanation. Ah, yeah. yeah. I'm Perks, just in my. <laughs> tail. I mean, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. I'm in my basement apartment. I've got a husky, so I need the vacuum with the googly eyes to help me out with all this hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okagachi, the purple kami, 
Uh, also known as the Great Old Serpent, it is literally translated to Big Mouthed Rope. I okay, it's a great name for that someone. That is a hundred percent. That is uh, like you called it out. Like I guess because you had written the script. That is absolutely uh, the first caveman on the island of Japan. <laughs> yeah. Named it that. <laughs> Big Mouthed Rope. Uh, so the Great Old Serpent. Uh, he is the first Kami. Uh, he's known by a handful of other titles, such as. The Great Kami of All Things, The Soul of the World, The Most Ancient Kami, The Kami of All Kami, The Ultimate Guardian of Both Realms and the Boundary Between the Two Worlds, The Kami of the Veil Between Worlds, and finally, The Embodiments of Both the Kakuryo and Ushushio. Yeah, uh, so wow. again, our, our hero, Takeshi Kanda, is, is going after this evil entity, basically, uh, with good reason, right? Just to try and ensure the stability of his own uh if I get to what was that one, last? What was that second to last title there? The the control between the veil of the two worlds or whatever. He's like, nah, yeah. that that was not important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the soul of the world, the very first kami, and as old as the plane itself, would be the final target of Konda's raid on the spirit world uh, that he would use Nine Tails research to achieve. Keshi Konda and his followers entered the spirit world and tore tore the heart out of the Okagachi taking from it its very divinity and brought it back to his own realm. On the night of his daughter Michiko's birth, Takeshi reached into the Kakuryo and stole Kyodai, or that which was taken from Okagachi. Michiko's birth saw a huge influx of spiritual energy into the world, providing the gasoline for Takeshi's inferno of a crime. So basically created a like ritual out of his daughter's birth that he used to pierce into the spirit world, and rip out Okagachi's heart, which I have pasted for you guys in the chat. That is the known as the one that which was taken or the taken one. It's one of the coolest things I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I knew you I knew you guys would like it because I also thought it was extremely cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to take a stab at describing it for the listeners? Uh, it's maybe one of the more challenging ones we've it's ever like, had. But. It has three faces with like an orb hovering above shit above it and that's like a really small part of the picture and then there's almost like fractal like uh spires coming all the way down the ridge of its back and yeah. it has like furry arms and stuff it's it, a dragon right yeah. it's still a dragon yeah yeah it's a, it's essentially the dragon this image makes it kind of look like a horse i find where uh its face kind of looks horseish but i i think it is intended to be a dragon and then where its eyes would be it basically has three human faces and it's like yeah. The the setting even it's like trees and rivers, but the rivers weirdly reflective of like this what looks like a mechanical dome that's all around it that's like black with like red pulses going through it. And it's yeah, it's got it's got some vibes of like the Emperor on the Golden Throne from 40k, where it's just yeah. like right. clearly like plugged into this apparatus around it kind of thing. Um, so he he takes it. The daimyo takes the taken one. Uh, imprisons it in a stone disc with a carving of a dragon upon it. So I think, and I don't think this, you know, the setting in this image is necessarily canon, but we can say Loreboy's canon. This is what the inside of a Pokeball looks like, basically. Uh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> where the take one is. It even has that little, like, button there where you can see yeah, through it's it. has got, got the little circle where you, you push the Pokeball. Um, <laughs> you, think <there's> a, <laughs> you think there's a window there? 
And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See out. Imagine like <laughs> Brock's to Onyx, how much like weird date activity he's seen ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got it on the bedside table, but instead of it being a picture of your wife and kids, it's like the Pokeball that you like yeah. rotate There's away from, like <laughs> yeah, the infidelity you're about to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Brock's Onyx could be a youth. Um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, so Konda takes, uh, steals the taken one. Puts it in a stone disc, which he places uh, in his inner sanctum underneath his throne. From it, Takeshi receives immortality and foresight, which he may have wished he had beforehand, and he may want to start using any time now. Because as as we're gonna see, I I don't I don't get what his gift of foresight really was with everything that's to come in this story. But. I keep having these dreams where uh, <laughs> ripping the heart out of the planet was the wrong thing. <laughs> and he just never brought it up, uh, right? Guys, <laughs> we've seen uh, That's So Raven, right? Which everybody in today's days must relate to. Oh, uh, oh yes. Yeah. She has relevant reference? premonitions, right? And then no matter mm-hmm. what she does, usually the whole episode is her trying to stop this premonition from happening, but it always leads into the premonition happening. Like, yeah, exactly. The more you struggle against like your fate, the you just walk right into it, kind of thing. But and the one thing she never tries in all the episodes is giving back the heart of the god that she tore out. Yeah, why did she <laughs> that, Raven? The hell, Raven, dude. That's why Corey went to jail. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when Tails realized what had happened, when what his research had led to, he took a knife to his ninth tail and would become forever known as Eight Tails. So whatever wait, you guys wait, were thinking. Wait, wait, You cut out there. Eight what now? Oh. Uh, you want me to just take it from the top? Just eight. No, just eight. The, <laughs> the name just eight, He became known as eight and a half tails. Eight and a half tails. Okay, you didn't lose yeah. the whole tail when he cut it off. So okay. any, any of you perverts who were guessing where his ninth tail was was in an inappropriate location, you're disgusting. That picture that I shared with Jamie and Peter that you guys did not see. Uh, is actually of eight and a half tails was the name printed on the card. Oh, I see. So, okay, he's cut off his tail. At that There's time. a bunch of weird stuff you sent here. You sent me a link to Kami shot compilation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure what that <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the Patreon bonus content. So uh, <laughs> save that one. Okay, it's gonna get a little blue. <laughs> um, so all Kami are are kind of descended from the first kami they're all intrinsically merged with the kami of all things uh so when okagachi learned of the theft his fury was felt by all kami okay so they're all pissed uh this kami struck back at the impudent mortals and the kami war began okay yeah it's like i mean his gift of foresight is just like i stole the sun from the sky and other teletubbies want me dead yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Somebody, somebody went to America and cut the the penis off the president of the United States. Now all Americans are mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I wonder if that's ever happened. Remember the Canadians got the White House. I wonder if we did that too one time or another. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we cut we cut Andrew Jackson's dick off. Okay, so you're, you're welcome, world. Um, Didn't he kill a guy in a duel? He's insane. Yeah, yeah. he had like a, like pellets from a shot in his chest his entire life. Like someone shot he, he, him first, and then he shot second. Yeah, he loved fighting duels. And that's that's what he used to do, is he would always let the other guy shoot first, and then he would kill the guy. He'd um, just take a shot in the chest. He'd like a video game character, and then go next, yeah. yeah. Also, one of the worst human beings to have ever lived. Yeah, I, I, I think I knew, like, that, that was the trivia that I knew about him as a foreigner. 
Yeah, yeah. Trail gonna... of Tears. Do it. Trail of Tears was Andrew. So. If you're gonna be oh. evil, you better be tough. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what that song's about. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so the Kami War begins. Kami are 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 going at humans, not not happy with uh, you know the fact that their their great Kami of all Kami's heart was taken and its divinity was taken. Uh, Takeshi would seldom take to the battlefield himself. He was enraptured by his divine prize and spent his days basking in its presence, imagining a world of glorious peace. All while mortals died in droves outside his castle wall. Like so. the one ring, he's like addicted to the power sort of thing. It's yeah, magic death, that sort of that sort of thing. I, I mean, yeah, I would I would imagine that if if you could behold the heart of a god, we'd all probably get a little swept up in the moment, right? Yeah. Uh, and now he's immortal, so he's got all the time in the world. Right? He's like, uh, yeah, like probably just instantly loses all concept of time. Basically, he he felt the warmth of the Teletubby son's fingers, chubby little <laughs> fingers, like wrap around yeah. his index finger, and just like he's just so enraptured by being uh, a new dad. <laughs> uh, so enraptured, he became gay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, wait, wait. <laughs> the tel- wait, who, who's the guy? So the Teletubby made the evil emperor. The Teletubby son made the evil emperor gay. Is that what happened? So the purple one in that case has now uh, like witnessed the face of God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I was saying if you could bear, ever behold the face of God, you'd probably turn yeah. gay too. Okay. Yeah. Right. Gay okay. for God. Gay for Jesus. That's me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a- for the G is for God. <laughs> that would be a great T-shirt though. Eh? Gay for Jesus. Like, <laughs> I guarantee it exists. It yeah. must exist. Yeah, I feel like that's from something. Yeah. Um. So the kami would appear sporadically throughout Kamigawa's mortal plane, wreaking devastation where they went, while the general population actually remains pretty ignorant of what Lord Konda had done. Uh, they merely saw their ever-powerful leader with a new power unto him, having mastered the secrets of immortality. And, I mean, from what I could tell, nobody's like, oh, this guy, like, definitely is the reason all these, these kami are suddenly appearing after, you know, thousands of years of peace with them. Uh, and attacking us. It's definitely because our king is now suddenly immortal. Like, that's right. Uh, I couldn't okay, yeah. I couldn't find anything explicitly saying that that was the case, but I like to think Lord Boy's canon. There was a good amount of people who were like, mm, yeah, no, it's, it's bullshit. Our political system sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you get, okay, our, 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 I think our leader should be elected, not just uh, the giant child baby son in the sky reaches down a tiny little baby hand and wraps it around somebody's finger and they get divine right to rule? This is bullshit. <laughs> Pete already got the gay for Jesus shirt up in the boy chat. It's 26 person. Canadian dollars on Etsy. You can buy it now. Uh, all right. On the next yeah. episode. <laughs> all three of us. Three the yeah. <laughs> all in boxers and all in gay for Jesus shirts. Yeah. Uh, so killing a commie in the material world doesn't seem to have a lasting effect. Uh, they just rematerialize in the spirit world and then eventually make their way back to the material. Stamp their feet, go, do foiled again, and then like, yeah, yeah, exactly. try and rematerialize. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, the war rages for years. Throughout it, all of Konda's forces fought where they can, but as they as you can't actually kill Kami, you can only banish them, it's pretty doomed. Even if a Kami kills, like, even if you kill a thousand Kami and that those Kami kill one human, that's like net loss for you guys, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're not really re- there's probably an actual number higher than that because you can reproduce fast enough, probably, but... You're assuming but... that uh, Akami takes 
at what 18 years to rematerialize well like, i pictured you it... have to get killed you have to like conceive a child um <laughs> and then that child has to like become fighting age even if you want to give him like a comically oversized helmet when he's 13 <laughs> I a, and a spear way too big yeah, for and him the or Uruk in the urukai are at helm's deep skate oh, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes some time i picture it like losing all your uh personal id like first you gotta get your birth certificate, then you gotta go get your passport, and like the commies every time they get banished, they gotta go through oh. all this, this whatever, okay. and then they get they popped out. Like it probably takes a couple months for them to get out, you know. But I got yeah, killed in the material plane. My wallet was on my physical body, so I yeah. don't have my Medicare card, but I, I I can't get my driver's license without my Medicare card, and then that's yeah, exactly. the only other federal ID that I have. So yeah. like. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's why they say don't. It's that doesn't happen to all kami, but the kami who bring their like passport into battle with them, those are the ones who end up losing. It's, <laughs> be, it's ridiculous. That's it, left on the mortal plane, and then it's like, oh my god, I gotta get to the mortal plane. They're like, you can't get to the mortal plane without a passport. They're like, well, I left it there, so it's a big, uh, <laughs> it's a big headache for sure. What a prize um, for a warrior, huh? To get a god's passport. <laughs> like, is it on a is it on a chain like dog tags? It's like yeah, two yeah. passports, and one snaps off easily. I'm, I'm picturing like like you know how like people would take like trophies from war. Like they'd make like a belt out of like ears, basically. Or whatever. Oh, like a necklace of passports. passports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like stamped Dominaria. Uh, that's the only one I know. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you got Ravnica. You Ravnica. got. Uh, no, oh, what's the, uh, where's the Rat we Tower? About this in the Discord today. Oh wait, that's forty. Rat Towers and Warhammer. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're both mixing up the canon now. Um, I mean, there's Kamigawa, you'd say, because uh, these guys, these guys don't seem to necessarily have the ability to planeswalk anyway. So they all, it would just say like spirit world, right? Right. Or okay. whatever the Japanese name for spirit world is. I can't remember it if it's not written in. Right. Fair. Uh, so Konda rarely leaves his castle, kind of like I said. Uh, he keeps his daughter Michiko, uh, the one who was born when uh, he, he captured that which was taken. Uh, he keeps her close, though still manages to neglect her. His attention is focused entirely on that which was taken, and Michiko was left to her tutors to raise. Konda understood the relationship Michiko had to his trophy, as her birth allowed him to capture it in the first place. So he did guard her strictly while ignoring her otherwise. Yeah, uh, all the all the photos. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, cursed stone tablets, first steps and shit. Yeah. <laughs> in the photo, in the, first, yeah. in the photo album. Yeah, all all his posts on Facebook are about the the stone tablet, basically. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stone tablet still still lying under my throne after all these years. So loyal. <laughs> um, so Michiko eventually grows up into a young woman. Uh, the The war is taking is taking years, basically, um, and she's she's becoming pretty desperate to do something for her besieged. So she wants to be a good ruler, unlike Daddy. Okay. Uh, she had friends, and she knew not to trust her father. So she flees Aiganjo Castle with the help of uh, her friend Choryu, uh, and they headed for the Minamo Academy, where she thought the scholars there may be able to help her. So she's like, they're smart people at, at school. I'm going to school to see if they can teach me some way that I can help my people. Right. Cool. Yeah. The homeschooling uh, I've had all revolves around this evil tablet, and I don't think, I think there's more to life, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my parents couldn't afford, like, full uh, tablets because they're just so big, right? And there's so much to read through your whole, like, curriculum. 
So we got like really thin stone sheets that were held together with binder stuff. But if you turn the page too quick, it shatters the page. Shatters on so the it, It's like, it was really tough homeschooling. It's like a three ring binder with like slate pages. <laughs> Shatter. Yeah. You have to be really delicate, you know, it's expensive, yeah. this stuff. <laughs> school supplies. Yeah, because our school supplies in Canada are expensive because they're all made of volcanic rock or something. Yes, yeah. yes, very much so, yes. Strong backs. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So they're heading for the academy. They get betrayed uh, and can't go to the academy. They're forced to, to wander Kemigawa for a time where they finally landed in Jukai, the forest, where uh, uh, she met a uh, ronin samurai known as Toshiro Umezawa, who, with the help of a great moth, moved her to a cave in Jukai where she might be safe from agent, uh, agents of her father who were chained. So she meets friendly friendly guy who is willing to help her uh, for a price. He's a, he's a renegade samurai, so she hires him basically as a bodyguard and someone who can show her around because all her friends are like, you know, yuppies who grew up in the city and, and don't know which which plants are poisonous and which. Okay. Right, yeah. After the third night of, like, uh, strange berry-induced diarrhea in the woods, she's just like, I think we need a professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of little like, amigos. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're full of amoebas. <laughs> yeah. Guy rides in on a giant moth and is like, oh... Uh, I heard you might need uh, be in need of a bit of help with just like poison <laughs> mushrooms falling out of a bag in his back pocket. <laughs> um, so his name was Toshiro Umazawa. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm I'm picturing the logistics of everyone driving around on giant moths and them having to remove all streetlights because <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't fly it. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got to train your moth not to fly at the giant Teletubby baby in the sky. And once it's, it knows that, you're usually pretty good, right? Right, 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 um, right. The, it's actually the, the great plane that it, in Torobara, they all kind of fly on, on giant moths, like all the warriors. Very cool. They're, cool. they're mounts and steeds. Um, so Toshiro Umazawa, you guys probably don't remember. Maybe some listener does remember. One of our previous episodes, I don't even remember which one. I think it was, Els- not Elspeth, sorry, but um, Jamie said it earlier. Uh, uh, Jessica. Jessica, yeah, I think it was Jessica three, um, or maybe Elspeth. Anyway, it's one of our third episodes, I think. Um, Tetsuo Umazawa bested Bolas in single combat. Combat. He's a descendant of Toshiro, Uh, so this is like the setup of uh, a noble lineage of Kamigawa warriors. But Nico Bolas is like the the magnetic dragon uh, is what yeah. we call him on, on the yeah. show, but yeah. one of the most powerful beings in existence. And this guy's descendant ends up beating him in single combat in the plane of meditation. Absolutely insane. Yeah. That's Would crazy. that yeah. not have happened in like the uh, Johnny Goldmane one? Isn't that when, cause doesn't he, that would have been Elspeth then, right? Yeah. Cause a Johnny and Elspeth, like a Johnny was part of Elspeth's storyline. True. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, to answer. Okay. Co-easy. Uh, so, while hiding, um, the two were found uh, were found by a kami, a kami named Moki, uh, the smiling kami of Crescent Moon. And <laughs> this guy's this guy's super minor character, but I included a picture because he's a he's a great looking guy. For you. He does not look trustworthy whatsoever. <laughs> he looks like a Dark Souls thing that you'd like come over the the ridge and he's just sitting there. Yeah, Siegfried of Catalina or whatever was exactly what yeah. I thought whenever I saw him. Like he's, just, <laughs> he's like this big chunky round guy, all blue, just like corpulent flesh, and he's like smiling uglily in front of the uh, in front of a crescent. 
He's smiling? Uh, Where's his face? Oh, he's looking at us. Oh my god, that makes it worse. I thought he was yeah. looking away. Side <laughs> yeah, oh, right, note here is I was like, oh man, these guys don't even need me anymore because Jamie hit all the like hot points I wanted to talk about with the soul of the world here, like all the crazy, like the ivory pillars and the golden discs and all this stuff. I was like, Jamie's got mm -hmm. at least one artist bone in his body. I was proud but of myself. Like, Thank you for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, and then it's like this guy whose face is clearly visible. You're just like, where's his face? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty small on my screen. Maybe I have a smaller screen than you or something. Like, like the picture's only this big. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's our lowest resolution one again super minor i just thought he was a funny little guy so i wanted to include yeah. yeah he's a chubby little blue guy he looks yeah. like a bunch of stacked blueberries honestly with like a goofy face on top yeah yeah he got rejected from the blue man group for being too too chunky and yeah. he's he's, he's since turned to he'd run out of breath when they were like drumming through paint and shit <laughs> he is also american propaganda what's his name smiling commie of the crescent moon like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of your neighbors might be a smiling commie of the crescent moon. <laughs> Report them to City Hall. Uh, um, so Moki showed showed Michiko the truth of her birth. Uh, he gave her a vision of the crime her father had committed. So finally, somebody's being straight with her and at least telling her what the heck is going on. Ah, hello, I brought your baby photos. As you can see here, your father used you to reach into the soul of the planet. <laughs> yeah. the soul the soul of the world soul and take out its heart um so moki had plans for the mortals that's why he's sharing uh, and he bade them approach another kami uh the myojin of knight's reach the kami of secrets was ready to offer uh toshiro a bargain all right many kami it seemed were benefiting from the war kami's love secrets <laughs> yeah <laughs> and exactly. wars yeah. So all, all espionage, some of them, it seems like are are doing pretty well in the uh, with the war going on. Oh, OK. Um, Moki had gained the ability to enter the mortal realm with the weakening of the veil. Previously, he'd, he'd been kind of uh, relegated to the spirit realm, while Myojin had unlocked the ability to travel across the multiverse. Again, uh, this is what makes me think this might have been pre Planeswalker canonization, just because it says like the Myojin of Night's Reach can planeswalk, but doesn't say planeswalk, just says she can travel. So, okay. yeah, she's Dick Cheney. Uh, she's benefiting from the war, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I shared an image. It does look just like Dick Cheney. So, yeah, the 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 distended scarlet claws, the horns, <laughs> the, the fur hood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Not wanting yeah. to give up the power to to travel the multiverse, because like, hey, if you could go anywhere kind of with the blink of an eye, why would you want to give that up, right? Uh, the Myojin of Night's Reach offered Toshi a deal, the power to defeat or escape from any enemy in return for him stealing that which was taken from Konda, but not to, not to return it to its rightful owner, instead to also keep it out of Okagachi. So she's like, finds this samurai, very powerful samurai in his own right, and says... I'll give you the power to either defeat or escape any enemy as long as you use that power to steal the disc and then keep the disc away from everybody and just keep the war going. Like, keep the veil weakened, wow. basically. Right, okay. Yeah, oh, she is Dick Cheney. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Dick Cheney of Knights, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh... So seeing the power in the Kami's blessing, Toshi accepts. He's like, you know what? That sounds like a favorable deal for me. Uh, in the rest of Kamigawa, 
The war continues to rage, mostly unabated, as it had for now 20 years, when during a faithful battle, the tide would turn sharply in Ikami's favor. After all this time, we kind of have an answer to Jamie's hypothesis of how long it takes commies to rematerialize in okay. the uh, material world. It, my lore boys canon is the stronger the being, the longer it takes. So all it's right. it's going to take more men to defeat it, yeah. but it'll it'll take them also longer to respawn. It takes longer and to get your license if it's a tractor trailer uh, than. Yeah, if, exactly, exactly. Oh, it's you like gotta, class five commie, classes. class yeah, three yeah. commie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so after all this time, the great Kami Okagachi had never manifested in, in the mortal realm. Not yet. But he's ready. 20 years, uh, you know, 19 years of absolutely nothing. No, but most people not even being aware that, it, that he existed. Uh, you know, when... and he pat honestly year 17 is bullshit he passed the test there i honestly think that that yeah. the, the, the test <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like it really held him back for no good reason like, yeah, was, they're yeah, all yeah. parking into another dimension that really fucked him up right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> into another dimension he didn't uh he didn't look both ways long enough uh at the veil between worlds basically right. but oh yeah whatever, left you know, right like... left per shard or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the instructor didn't understand that he is the veil between worlds so it's like it's kind of irrelevant for him to to look anyway but whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, during a great battle between mortals and spirits, Okagachi appeared. His upper jaw touched the sky while his lower jaw emerged from the earth itself. And in a moment, 3,000 warriors died in his team. What the fuck? That's so cool. <laughs> An impossibly large eight-headed serpent with eyes that burned like stars. Okagachi knew how to make an Wow. Uh, I pasted a picture of him for you guys. Another dragon. Uh, imagine... I, I, know, I know scale's always a funny thing when he's just flying in clouds, but imagine much bigger than all the dragons we've seen so far. Yeah, um, in, in comparison to nothing, very big. Because there is like, <laughs> there, there's not even, there's nothing but clouds in the background of this image. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he could be half an inch tall, or he could be a thousand, a thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah compared just, to just earthworm flying through space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> compared to the dragons, very big. Compared to that bionicle guy, very small. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. probably very small, probably not, however not millions many millions of miles, tall. forty million feet or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I have a quote for you guys from the Arcana blog on the Wizards of the Coast website. Oh, the Arcana blog. That's <laughs> that's just on the internet. It's run by like a sing a single woman. <laughs> uh, that's where, and also where all the wizards uh, who go hunting like to post their catches as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. The horses began to scream and rear, lashing out with their hooves. Dozens fell over on one side and were quickly trampled by their skittish peers. The company captains shouted and cursed at their units, struggling to be heard over the din of shattering earth and dying horses. Above the remains of the sundered hill, a huge yellow sphere ignited. The heat and light were so intense that it boiled the closest retainers' eyes in their sockets and burned their hard, lacquered armor to fine ash that clung to their bodies. Another fireball ignited across the road from the first. Trapped between two suns, the outermost columns of soldiers and their horses withered into charred, smoking skeletons of black ash and carbonized bone. Those that survived the inferno screamed with one agonized A stentorian roar split the air, drawing blood from every human ear on the road. The two blazing orbs spun in place, and the outer layer of flames peeled back like the skin from an orange, revealing two sharp black irises that widened vertically as they gazed down at the... Jesus. 
the the armed men of Hawaito fell quiet under the terrible gaze of those two great eyes. Their breath ceased in mid-prayer, mid-curse, or mid-dying moan. Every living thing below those eyes looked up into them in pure, devastated awe. The titanic, spirit, awesome. <laughs> the titanic yeah. spirit beast roared again. A great shadow rose up past the eyes, casting the area into almost total darkness. Reptilian fangs as big as grain silos materialized as the shadow descended, simultaneously stretching down from above and erupting up from the soil below. The great jaws slammed shut, consuming the road, the valley, and everything. The entire kingdom of Hawaito felt the shock, as did every Kitsune village in Aki Warren for a hundred leagues. The monster's head, never fully formed, began to fade as the last of the bordering pave stones along the road tumbled into the gaping wound that had been torn in the world. Jeez. The ground continued to rumble menacingly for a full day and Holy shit. So big. Like I what? said, he knows, how to make, he knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> like, you can't even understand. Like, I watch construction workers and, like, Reddit stuff where there's, like, a pillar of dirt, right? That's, like, maybe 10 feet tall that falls over. And that yeah. guy's, like, dead because that's very, yeah. very, very heavy. And then you picture entire, like, valleys and towns and, like, that much being picked up altogether. The, the sheer force of everything that's going on is just, wow. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you, you, gun, you, you take a shot at, at God, you better not miss. I guess is the moral yeah. of the story. <laughs> yeah, um, <that's> correct. <laughs> so the second time Okagachi appears, uh, it appears just south of Iganjo Castle. So he like makes an entrance into the mortal world uh, at the site of this battle over in an instant. Now it's like appears right outside the King's Gate, basically. Uh, the guardian dragon of Konda's realm, Yosai, the Morning Star, the Piss Dragon. Uh, attempts to fight it off, but was little more than a buzzing insect to Okagachi, easily batted aside. <laughs> Fucking get fucked, piss dragon. <laughs> <laughs> get fucked, piss dragon. <laughs> it's okay, I was going to write that down. I hear your keyboard going. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not going on iTunes. That's a free one. <laughs> um, so, from from the picture that I shared with you guys, he has one like big head, and it's kind of surrounded by smaller snake heads, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the smaller snake heads caught Yosai in its jaws and ripped him in half, forcing oh. the dragon to flee mortally wounded. Oh so there's God. your there's your sense of scale. One of the small heads on the dragon yeah. ripped ripped apart the big dragon. It's a okay. beat beat a guy in a one v one with your pinky kind of thing. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, Konda Takeshi Konda. Our our hero, our our savior of the story, ever full of pride, was unperturbed. He believed the power of the Taken One, of Okagachi's own heart, could protect him. Wait, he fought his his lineage fought uh, Nicobolas. No, not okay. no, not this guy. Okay, okay. This is this is the king. It was the Ronin Samurai's lineage, right. Who fought Nicobolas, right? Okay. Uh, who actually is the hero of the story? And yeah. okay, okay. Um, so Konda is like, I'm not worried. I have I have this guy's heart. I have this big guy's heart and the power of it will protect me, which in his defense, it was literally Okagachi's divinity. So it is pretty powerful. And, wow. you know, who knows how this will go? Uh, Okagachi tore down, tore through the defenses of his castle, devouring and crushing the armies that Konda had sent to intercept it, which, what a move, sending mortal armies again. Like, just yeah. <laughs> go, go, go buy me, go buy me a nanosecond. Soldiers, please. Yeah. <laughs> I just need another second to bask in the tiny grip of this giant yellow sun, baby. <laughs> another second to bask. That's a good sentence. <laughs> I, uh, I like to imagine that he's just like, 
he gets shot in the chest with an arrow or whatever, and he like unzips his uh, unzips his whatever like this traditional Japanese like king robe, and he's got like the the disc right in front of his heart sort of thing. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a. Uh... He gets hit with an arrow, but it's actually, like, it just hits the television screen that's right in the middle of his chest. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a Teletubby. Because <laughs> he's a Teletubby, yeah. Um, so, Iganjo Castle, which had been protected by some of the most power- powerful spells and enchantments on the plane, known in existence for these people, was reduced almost completely to ruin. Uh, to top it all off, in the midst of the chaos, Toshiro Umazawa sees his opportunity. Using the Myojin of Knight's Reach power, he teleports into the castle, grabs the disc, and flees just as quickly. Oh, no, <laughs> <personnel> kid! <laughs> so, just like, who knows how this battle would have gone, but uh, King Konda sure doesn't have his disc. Um, I hope, I hope to God that this is canonized to have that, like, anime, like, noise, where he just, like, teleports behind him. <laughs> takes it takes it out of his pocket and then the exact same sound effect to go away yeah yeah it's uh, uh he, he teleports in and Konda, who's obviously obsessed with the disc is standing there looking right at it and he's like hey what's that over there and Konda turns around for a second and he grabs it and teleports out yeah. basically <laughs> just like forces it out of his hand with like a like a decoy disc like he's a yeah. Diana jones just like, <laughs> exactly. <"That's> it. <laughs> like a official regulation ultimate frisbee puts it there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's got like a little extra weight tape to it because the, the regulation frisbee is too light. He, right. you know. Yeah, too light. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Konda was extremely powerful. Uh, with the power of of that which was taken, he was like, he was immortal, and it seems like he remains immortal even after the battle, and and not just immortal, but kind of indestructible. So, seeing the battles lost, he flees with that remaining power. He's not as strong as he was, so not strong enough to take Ochi uh, Ochi Oh Kagachi, excuse me. Uh, in direct battle, but still strong enough to flee him and, and continue running and just keep letting him rampage across the plane and destroying right. everyone. Else. There's residual effects to the to, to, to the baby touch, basically. Exactly, exactly. You yeah. get you get baby touched enough, and you're you're immortal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, bro. That's not a weird sentence. That's yeah, a normal get, sentence. You get all their adrena- adrenochrome. Yeah, adrenochrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Michiko, uh, Konda's daughter, would finally be reunited with uh, that which was taken when Toshi, de- Toshi decides to betray all the kami he had made enemies of, uh, and he gives Mich- uh, Michiko the disc. So Myojin of, of Night's End or Night's Reach uh, had given him this power, saying like, just don't don't give it to Konda and don't give it to Okagachi because those two are, are going to mess up my plans for for you know being able to travel the multiverse forever in this war just never ending. He's like, sure, I'll, I'll give it to Michiko then. You know, like he just, he gives it to somebody else and uh, somebody else who can. Okay. I, I did what you asked, he said with like his hands like up on his ribs, basically. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know what? I used to love in high school putting your hands on your hips, but then you kind of work your way up until it's like, just like really like, it's it's not even a stance anymore. Once you're up at your nipples. Uh... <laughs> really? Really? Hmm? You tilt your head to the tilt your head to one side. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so Toshi Toshi gives the disc to Michiko. The disc uh, instantly shatters in her hands, Jeez. and her her sister spirit Kyodai was finally free. So, you guys mentioned on uh, that which was Taken's image the the gold dragon with the the weird like crystal spires coming out of its back. There was three faces. Yeah, those those three faces are Michiko's. 
All three of them? She, yeah, it's because she's so intrinsically bound to the creation of this thing, because it wasn't necessarily a gold dragon when it was taken by by Konda. It seems like it might have kind of manifested when it was tore out of, of Okagachi into something new. Uh, and that, that something was heavily influenced by the birth of Michiko as well. Okay. Wow. So Michiko and Kyodai together would merge, becoming the sisters of flesh and spirit. Okagachi was no longer the most powerful being on Kamigawa. Though Kyodai seemed in insignificant in the shadow of her father, she had once been a part of Okagachi, and not just any part, she had been its divinity, the core of its being, like I said. He is, he is the... He was the essence of his power in a lot of ways, and it seems like Okagachi's power is is also like what Konda has, just a lingering effect of having Kyodai within. Um, so separated now, with a form and will of her own, like I said, kind of materialized into this gold dragon, which she decides she likes, it does not want to be consumed into the essence of the Great Serpent. She's like, I'm, I'm independent now. I'm not going back to Oblivion, basically. Can you blame her? Uh, Okagachi obviously doesn't want to accept that. Uh, she wants to keep her freedom and indiv individuality. She wants to save the lives of the people who had set her free after 20 years of imprisonment. So she doesn't want Michiko to die. She doesn't want Toshi to die. Uh, she shares her power with Princess Michiko and she confronts her father. Together, the Sisters of Flesh and Spirit defeat Okagachi. One by one, they attacked its head to drain its power until finally they were, they were able to tear it from the sky no longer than a garden. So it seems like she just like like essence drains it until it's like kind of what we were joking at about. It's a little earthworm uh, snake. Okay. With, like, yeah. I like the one by one attacked its head. Like they have a whole army of 10,000 lined up to go thwap and then go to the back of the line. The next guy. Thwap. Impossibly big. So when they reduce it, it only has two heads remaining and the two women each bite off uh, one head. So Kyodai and, and Michiko each bite off one of the final heads and cast it aside. They step into the now vacant role of guardian of the veil between mortal and spirit realm. So they take over, uh, take over Kyodai's dad's job. Uh, of course, that wasn't the only father who would pay for his crimes. Though still immortal, the sisters punctured Konda's eyes and petrified his undying body before crushing him into a million pieces. His... <laughs> His still living remains are thought to lie somewhere in the Jukai forest to this day. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, no tears shed for, for dad on that one. Right? No kidding. Holy Ooh. fuck. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the Kami War. That's the intro to Kamigawa. Cool. Um, hope you guys liked it. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, make sure to tell your friends, uh, leave us a, a positive review on your podcast app of choice. Um, or just, you know, let, 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 strangers let enemies about the lore boys podcast let the freaking chinese government know about the lore boys podcast okay <laughs> uh, uh, uh and tucker carlson i guess yeah uh two, it's probably the, easier to get onto tucker than it is the two, to get the two things we're trying to and from china yeah. and fox news so uh, <laughs> we need uh, it's like the, the nine-tailed fox news and the commies the c and ccp is coming yeah. uh so yeah uh thanks for listening everybody i've been your host ethan palmer uh pete what's going on uh in the instagram and storefronts is 
Oh, you know, at Lord Boys Podcast on Instagram. Say hi. Check out our artwork. Um, on the storefront, uh, we are extending the half a million download sale uh, another week because I fucked it up because I'm an idiot. So you can still use code LORBOY50 on uh, the spring.com slash LORBOYS. The, the link's in the description uh, to get half off everything in the store. I will fix it before this episode comes out, I promise. Oh, you've um, committed yourself now. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I got a day. <laughs> I got a day. Um, and then, yeah, of course, and, the, and then COVID permitting, but things are going well, TM. Um, we are going to be at Montreal Comic Con from July 7th to July 10th. 2022 mm. baby if you could make it it would be great to say hi and maybe have some drinks afterwards and just whatever just meet meet some people in in real life yeah if you ever wanted to crunch at us yes sir that'd be the place to do it montreal is e the easiest place it's the the most crunchable location crunchable. on earth yeah, yeah. crunchtastic uh, uh jamie anything you want to you want to shout out find me in the discord um just for example magnus who's in the discord just started playing diablo 2 which i'm playing a lot of and uh just by b him being in the discord uh, i knew he was playing so i gave him like a tal rasha's mask set him off for the perfect set for a sork i gave him a bunch of starter gear and some stuff to get him started so you know there's benefits you get in that discord and if you're playing the same game as me i, I might just help you out especially when no one else wants to play this 21 year old game so yeah uh, <laughs> daddy <laughs> may shower you with riches yeah you might just help you and also, if you wanted to help him out and give him some cool stuff, I'm sure Jamie wouldn't say no. I, so. Yeah, uh, some Wartraps <laughs> war boots wouldn't. I, I, I kind of need them. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you guys uh, like the show, want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the lore boys. Uh, we have a couple different tiers. You guys can get the script for this episode, including all the artwork that was mentioned on it, it, it on one of the tiers. Uh, we post those every Friday. Friday, I want to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, with Friday. a lot of confidence. Uh, you'll get all the loser totals, the one that uh, you guys could hear my keyboard clacking away to write down Get Fuck Piss Dragon. That, that comes out <laughs> on Patreon every week as well. Sure um, does. <laughs> so you guys can take a look at that. Uh, if you guys can afford it, of course, please don't please don't give us any money if you're deciding between us and eating. Uh, I know it's a hard choice, but it's the wrong choice. Uh, <laughs> if you guys, uh, of course, don't trust Patreon, and don't feel like giving away real money. We do have Lore Boys Prime, a service which we've always offered. Uh, and we, uh, as always, need your guys' help. We are gearing up to go to war. Uh, Peter did piss off uh, God, uh, which kind of sucked for all of us. Happens. Um, but, you know, we're, we're waiting for somebody to take the blame, or we're looking for somebody to take the blame for 20 years. 20 years, and then Pete will come clean. And uh, after that time, you'll be exonerated, and you'll pro you should be freed from prison, right? Um, after... Bring a, a light book or something. It's kind of like a DMV. The... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna end up, you're gonna end up waiting for for quite a while in, in this like purgatory department of motor vehicles, where it's just right. you're you, you take a number, but your your the ticket is blank basically, or you take a number <laughs> and and you you always end up going to the wrong counter. Uh, so you, you get like H8 or whatever, and you go to the H counter, and they say no, 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 you need a J ticket. So you go and get a J ticket, you go to the J counter, and, no, 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 you need an I ticket. Your H8 uh, was your H8 just spelt hate at the beginning. I don't know if you noticed that. That's pretty cool. I didn't. Yeah. Dang it. I've been playing a lot of Diablo. <laughs> that, it, it, there's a demon of that whole thing up there, but yeah. Um, oh, demon of hate, true. Yeah. Uh, or Lord of hate, uh, yeah. as he is more accurately known. Uh, but yeah. So if you want to volunteer to be responsible for Peter's crimes, uh, <laughs> which we, we won't list out too much, I'll just say that he did piss off God with this one. Uh, then uh, please crunch at us. Uh, you can do it in person or uh, at 
uh, Comic Con. I almost said uh, Boycon, but that's not true. No, <laughs> Boycon is our is our imaginary is our imaginary convention. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen the the, the hour that Comic Con closes and we're set loose upon the city of Montreal. Yeah, it becomes Boycon, Boycon, Boycon baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a good turnout at uh, Montreal Comic Con. Who knows? Maybe we do a little get together and call it Boycon or something like that in future. So turn up if you can. Uh, freshen up your passports. We'll probably try and do an actual Boycon in the states somehow, but. Who knows how any of this stuff works, guys? We're cool. idiots. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. So let us know if you, if you want it. Oh, we're also prepping a mailbag, so uh, send us your emails. Yeah. We've got, we got a lot of stuff to do, huh? we got so yeah. much stuff to do, dude. <laughs> we got so much stuff to do. You guys are so busy. I've been playing like a ton of Kingmaker. I don't have any time. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. <laughs> oh, Goodbye. Oh, we lost Ethan. That explains it. Yeah, Thunderstorm finally took him out right at the end. Um, we're almost done anyways. But, uh, I like this picture of him, though. Maybe perfect timing. Yeah, he took a picture of me I saw, too, posted in Community Gaming. Guys, you want to see what I look like? Sure did. You're all in Community Gaming if you're a patron. Never mind. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 